What's up? My name is CJ Finley, and this is the Thrive on Life podcast. I started a brand called Thrive on Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. Each week, we interview people on topics of business, health, relationships, mindset, and much more to help us thrive in all areas of life. If the messages in this podcast resonate with you, but you're still feeling a little bit stuck in actually implementing these ideas, I'd love to help you on a more personalized level or connect you with somebody that can. So please reach out. Also, if you've got a friend who you know could benefit from hearing this episode, please share the love with them. My goal is always to spread positive impact through the sharing of knowledge, and I would be honored if you could help me achieve this goal. Today's guest is Clark Nallen, a man on a mission to help the world start the day the golden way. He is the founder and creator of Golden Ratio, a coffee that focuses on giving you the caffeine you desire without the bitterness that comes with normal coffee. Also, for those of you out there who struggle with the acidity of coffee, Golden Ratio is an amazing alternative that has no ill effects on your stomach. Clark is an amazing human being who pivoted his path as a touring musician in hopes to make an even larger impact on the world through his brand. And just a few months into the launch of this product, he has already brought the golden vibes to so many people out there. So for those of you who would like to try this coffee alternative and hop on board in the golden train, head to drinkgoldenratio.com and use code THRIVEONLIFE at checkout for 50% off your purchase. To hear more of Clark's amazing story and learn more about his mission to turn water into gold, please tune into this episode and give it up for Clark Nallen. What's up, fam? CJ Finley here, back for another episode of the Thrive on Life podcast. And with me here today, I have one of the highest vibe people here in Austin, Texas, Mr. Clark Nowlin. He is the founder and CEO of a company called Golden Ratio, and I'm extremely excited for this conversation, even more so because this man walks in with a shirt that says, no one succeeds alone. How are you doing today, Clark? Fantastic. Happy to be here, man. Thanks for having us on the show. Yeah, great. It's a great Wednesday. We got Thanksgiving coming up tomorrow. And before we got on the show, you were just chatting and mentioned with me that you just hired somebody that I don't even know how how to phrase this. I guess you looked up to or one of your superheroes or oh, who yeah, is it? Yeah, this is a dope week. Uh, it's like the Le- LeBron James of our industry joined the the Gold Brew crew is what I call our, our larger team of investors, advisors, employees. You know, the, the larger squad is the Gold Brew crew. And a guy named Emmett Shine. He lives in New York City. He's behind Hims and Hers, Sweet Green, Recess, uh, Neuralink for Elon Musk, Haha Tequila, Casper Smile Direct Club, built the Warby Parker website. Basically, he's just like one of the best in in the world at creating direct consumer brands and CPG brands. And he's in his early 30s in New York, and is absolutely kind of like one of the the LeBron Jameses of of my space. And so I've been uh, tracking that guy for a while really just learning anything I can just you know, digitally from what, what he's up to. And then flew up to New York a couple months ago and got to meet him for over drinks and became homies. And he's kind of a wild man and we have that in common. And so uh, over the past few months, we've just been having fun together and making intros and whatnot. And then yesterday we, we made it official and he joined the, the Gold Brew crew as one of our formal advisors, as well as his kind of operating partner to help us on our operations. So it was a, it was a package deal and I'm super excited about it because Emmett Shine with Gin Lane and Pattern Brands up in New York is now part of the Gold Brew crew in Austin with uh, golden ratio all virtual uh you know they're still in new york but uh it's fun because yeah. you know, the way the world works now is you can just connect with anybody and so we're doing it and it's a, a good time so break that down how do you even know of him in the first place so i guess backstory for me listening so i'm uh, the founder of golden ratio and it is a, a cpg brand product i created here in austin uh, we invented a new kind of coffee called gold coffee and it's coffee that's actually golden color when you make it it's 10 times less acidic than regular coffee so it's way easier on your stomach and flavors really smooth like tea and so bye bye cream and sugar you don't need to put anything in there to cover up a bitter taste how we do that is simply just beans without the burn so we don't burn the coffee beans we kind of roast it's like a midway roast where the beans kind of look like peanuts grind up make coffee the same it has a little bit more caffeine than regular coffee. It's way less acidic than regular coffee, like you know, 10 times less acidic, and its flavor is really smooth. And so, anyways, friends don't let friends uh, burn their coffee beans. <laughs> you know, why burn the things you love? And so, we invented gold roast coffee and gold coffee. And with that, um, you know, we've created this brand around it, uh, Golden Ratio, to really introduce it into the world. And so, I really uh, love the the brand game and follow a lot of other brands and and uh, look up to people in the space. And anyway, so. Um, the brand came out a couple of years ago called Recess, and it's like a CBD sparkling water. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or seen it. Um, but anyways, I, I saw this brand and thought, they they won the branding game. That is so good. Like, who doesn't like Recess? Like, there's no, like, 
negative association in my mind with recess. Like I wish I had recess as an adult more often. Like oh, and that and they're giving me a recess in a can and it's CBD and anyways, I'm, I'm like the sidebar. Biggest. I actually get recess fairly frequently oh, at no Quickie Picky down the street from yeah. my house. So Emmett is the guy behind <laughs> recess. So he invented their branding. Oh shit, yeah, that so, is awesome. So whenever like his agency Gin Lane that he he founded um they, they did uh, all the recess branding and so when that brand came out I was like who is behind this brand like like this this is the best branding I've ever seen um and so then I you know looked it up and sure enough there's this agency in New York called Gin Lane and they they've worked on a bunch of um the, kind of the big big name direct consumer brands and they actually shut the agency down about 2 years ago because they they created five different $1 billion plus dollar brands out of their uh, agency. And they were just a branding agency. But since they created you know, you know, several billion dollars in market value for other companies through their work, venture capitalists approached them with basically a blank check. And they're like, hey, shut your agency down and create some you know, billion dollar own. companies yourself. Yeah, yeah like yeah. why are you doing this for other people? <laughs> so anyways, they shut the agency down and now they're doing their own thing. They're basically like recreating like the Ikea of the internet. It's called Pattern Brands. It's all about enjoying daily life. And so they sell daily use case products, um, products that help you uh, enjoy your daily life, uh, especially at home. So it's actually perfectly timed with pandemic stuff and people spend more time at home and they, they sell really quality stuff to you know better enjoy your, your daily home life. And so anyways, so that's Pattern. That's how I heard of him was through Recess. And so then started following this guy. It's like, dang, this is like the LeBron James of our industry. And he's not like a big celebrity or anything. So he's just kind of behind the scenes and all this stuff. But I knew that he was kind of the, the real deal. And so started following him online and consuming any content I could just to learn. Because, um, you know, it's definitely like somebody I want to kind of recreate the results of um, with what we're doing in Austin and maybe, you know, create a similar kind of scene here that we've it's you know, been happening in New York and on the coast for a while. And so uh, anyways, yeah, after a while, we finally just connected online. We're on a webinar together and started talking. And then I went to New York and we ended up you know, for drinks. It was a 30-minute meeting, lasted three hours. And then, you know, we started making intros for each other and just kind of having fun. And then, uh, yeah, just two days ago, I was like, hey, want to formalize this thing? Like, join the Goldberg crew. We'll give you some stock and, like, let's, like, actually, like, make this thing, like, legit. And he's like, I'm honored. And you know, sent me a, a gift back with, like, a little dog, like, jumping up and down. It's like, so That's excited. Awesome. So, anyways, that was, that was a big win this week. And, uh, yeah, these things... Uh, we get stronger every month. It's fun, fun starting a new a new business like this little little baby, and you know you love it, and and it's really cute. Everyone's take a picture with it. It grows really quickly, as well as you know, it needs its diaper changed, and you know it keeps you up at night, and you know, it's only like five seconds away from you know maybe throwing up on your chest, and you got to go change. Your, I mean, it's you know it's the it's, it's the whole constant, picture. Yeah, yeah, it is but, constant. So anyway, so and that's that's the beauty of of the journey, and I love yeah. it. And just to attest to everything that Clark just mentioned, so I actually stopped drinking coffee. The day I quit my corporate job, I just went on a, ho- a whole year of not drinking coffee. I don't know why. I just felt like I needed to do it. But then <laughs> once I tried to reintroduce it in, it was causing stomach issues. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it was to do- more to do with acid. And my dad struggled with the same thing. But what I noticed with yours is like I never had a- any-, any stomach issues. And just so the audience can understand, for anybody else out there that maybe has had problems with coffee in the past, I would highly recommend giving Golden Ratio a try because once I introduced your brand in, it didn't affect me at all. It actually tastes really good. Especially like I like the the iced, where you do it overnight, the way that you guys have yeah, it. Yeah, cold, cold brew. brew. Yeah. yeah, just make some cold gold. Yeah, it's awesome. How did you come up with the the idea in, in the first place? Were you always like obsessed with coffee or was it something kind of, you mentioned looking at other brands was it more of like a strategic business move or was it an obsession of yours from the past? Yeah, good question. And, you know, to start a business, you know, at least some one of these major boxes has to be checked for somebody to commit themselves to the business, either being it's like their favorite thing in the world or it's like, oh my gosh, this is just such a good opportunity. I can't pass this up. For me, I, I guess I got I got lucky in that uh, low dose, you know, both. <laughs> like oh, I really, yeah. I really uh, love coffee. And also like you, I, I had... Uh, acidity issues with coffee and had to stop drinking it altogether um, because it would just make me so anxious. And, yeah. and I'm not generally like a very anxious person. And then I would drink coffee, which is something that typically is supposed to give you like a little boost. And instead it would kind of make me cave because I would just get so anxious and get jitters. And so anyways, I had to stop drinking it. And as somebody who drank coffee every day, it's not on your list of to-dos to like quit drinking coffee. It's something that once you <laughs> get in the rhythm yeah. of doing it, you're like, oh, like I love doing it. You like the experience. Yeah, like I will give up many things in life before I give up my coffee. And so I, after going through that painful experience myself, um, I knew, you know, 
that was a, as a problem for me. You know, everybody has that problem, but it sounds like you do too. And it's actually a pretty common thing. Um, and then I discovered this type of coffee in the Pacific Northwest. It's similar to, to gold coffee in that it's a lower roast coffee that uh, has a lot of the same benefits. Uh, it's way less acidic, has a little more caffeine. Its flavor is more smooth. We call it white coffee. Um, it's a, it's less roasted than ours is. Um, the color comes out different when you brew it. But anyway, so I flew to Seattle like 2019 uh, in January to kind of play dumb in the coffee shops that were selling this because just left a job and, and I was really interested in, in consumer packaged goods. Like talking about recess, I think it was probably about the time I like discovered those guys. Um, and really, What started- was the first inkling? Uh, for the business or for the for gold like ratio to, to, or? to like fly out to Seattle like you have you had oh, to have yeah, yeah. so like, like I, some type of inkling before that yeah yeah absolutely so similar to you probably I even mean, the opportunity to get to play the cards I've been very graciously dealt and I was born in the United States in 1992 and there's a lot of things that I've just really kind of hit the jackpot on yeah. um, just genetically. And so, you know, instead of being born in like, you know, Uganda in the year 420 or something, you know, like yeah. I was born in 1992 in, in America, I feel like a lot of, I guess, responsibility slash excitement around like being able to use this privilege for something that hopefully, uh, you know, makes other people's lives better. And I also don't waste it because I think life is just so beautiful and so precious and nobody has to be born. And then like the lights go out pretty soon. And like, we just get kind of get these like precious moments in between that we're not guaranteed. Um, you know, like pain and suffering and death are the only guarantees in life. So it's like, okay, like, dang, the opportunity to get to start a business and get to create the place you want to work at and to get to make new things the world has never seen before or things that just kind of get me excited. And so, you know, kind of placed with the decision of like, do you want to just kind of stay in a job you don't really care too much about? And then, you know, at some point you'll, you know, get cancer and die. Um, or, you know, you'll do something that, you know, really challenges you and grows you. And it can also maybe impact a lot of people. And then, oh, by the way, you could potentially make a lot of money and you have a less of a chance of ending your life with regret on your deathbed. That to me was like, ooh, I like that plan. Let's go, let's go that way. Because the people's biggest regret in life, like if you actually just study it, like if you can go read about this, um, it's not that people on their deathbed regret not spending more time with their kids. It's not that they didn't give enough money to charity. It's actually that they just weren't their true selves and they didn't express the things they had within. And so learning that, I was like, it was like five or six years ago when I learned that. I was like, dang. I'm on that path. Like I, I totally feel that. Like I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna be on my deathbed wishing I had not being glad that I did. And so that's you know far as like that's probably the, the first seed was planted as far as um, you know why I fly to Seattle to go explore a business because I really wanted to you know do something different than just you know work a normal job. And once I heard about this coffee that solved a problem that I had, I was like, okay, well maybe this thing has potential like to help other people. And so then I flew to Seattle and played dumb in all the coffee shops that sold it and kind of learned like the opportunity and like what things have been done, what things needed to be done and you know who the people it could probably help is. And so anyways, that's kind of like the, the genesis kind of more on like a personal level. Um, I used to be a full-time touring musician and so kind of used to less structured life and yeah. kind of uh, doing things that may be less conventional. Um, so that definitely didn't hurt. And also, yeah, I guess have like a pretty creative background and, and producing records for people and playing and touring bands and stuff like that. Um, just kind of being paying my bills for about five years as a touring musician. So that definitely helps with like entrepreneurship as well. Cause you know, you're just creating like a whole new thing. Like one of my favorite quotes is it's an Andy Warhol quote. It's like being good in business is like the most, like fantastic type of art or something. Cause you're, like, you're creating something. It's like a living, breathing thing. It's an ecosystem. Yeah. It's like, you're not just like creating like an album or like a, a painting or something that's just, like 2d. I guess you could create something that has many, many dimensions and has, like having like made records I actually brought this one just kind of for fun here. That's an album I put out like two years ago. Yeah, about- you walked in with that and I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I made, I made a record two years ago. That's it was awesome. Fun. Um, and then like when you make a record, you, you know, put a lot of, into it, not too different than starting a business. And there's like, you know, you got to plan a launch and, and there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that goes into it. And then when you release it, when it comes to music, it's kind of like, all right, it's out there. Like Spotify works, everybody. Go like check it out. Um, and then that's kind of it, and you move on. Where when you launch a business, like that's like chapter zero to chapter one. <laughs> you know, it's like, like, <laughs> like we launched our business on June 30th of this year. And it was you know, just like we're launching a record, launching anything. It, it, it's almost like finals week. And then it's just kind of like, okay, like we're in the trenches and we're like working a ton. And it's like, you know, deadlines, like we're launching this thing in two days. We have so many things to get in order. And then when you launch a business, just like anything else, like you kind of like have that like release and like, okay, it feels so good. But with the business, the difference between an album is that like, oh, now we're live. Like now, like 
finals week is over and med school begins the next day. Like, there's like no summer break or anything. Um, because yeah, you got to save a life the next day. Yeah. Now it's like, Oh, now we have customers and we have like employees and, and, uh, yeah. it's, it's not like this kind of like static, like launch project. It's over. We all like celebrated and like moved on to the next thing. But, like, no, no, no. This is like, this is the thing we're just gonna be working on for a long time that if, you know, we kind of nail this, it kind of makes a lot of other things easier, unnecessary. And, um, anyway, so yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a fun contrast to launch a, like a record versus launching a business because <laughs> the business is just so much, you know, deeper and kind of more layered. And like you said, it's like a ecosystem. Yeah. And you, it's cool that, I mean, I never knew that about you. So that's awesome. What instruments do you play? I play guitar, um, bass guitar and electric guitar, acoustic guitar, as well as uh, I sing. Um, oh, there, guitar there right go. there. Hey, <laughs> you, you play? <laughs> I mean, 13-year-old me did, but I don't really remember anything. Yeah, hey, so we're, we're all just kids. Maybe Clark <laughs> can, can uh, come over and give me some lessons after this podcast. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll rock out. Because I've I've never I've been always been an athlete, and I think mm-hmm. that I've leaned a lot more into creativity as I got older. And one of the things that I started really realizing is that like creativity shows up in many different ways. And I love that Andy Warhol quote. For me, what that really means is that like business has allowed me to be creative in so many different ways because you can kind of do whatever you want. Like mm-hmm. it's sort of like the Wild West. Versus if I totally. went if I went into my corporate jobs, like I had my one job, you show up, you have a time frame you show up to, you kind of have all the processes in place. You don't really get a say in any of that versus no. when you build your own business, you're like, well, what, what time do we start today? Mm-hmm. Oh, I get to choose that. What time do we end today? Oh, I get to choose that. Yeah. Who, who are our customers? Oh, I get to choose that. Like people think that the customers choose you, but really at the end of the day is like, you want to be very intentional with the customers that, that you choose. And that's kind of like where my next question kind of goes into is okay so this you were solving a problem for you when did you really realize that you like had something though because i think for a lot of people out there there's so many people i believe in that could start their own business and start something and impact the world just like you were doing but what really inhibits them is the understanding that they think they're just one of a kind rather than this could actually save a lot of other people or help a lot of other people what gave you the inkling that it was going to be helpful for other people? Because I'm assuming that's also what kind of inspired you to actually jump headfirst into it was totally, not yeah. just that, oh, I could brew this for myself, but yeah. I could do this for other people. What were you doing in that time frame to like kind of do the research? Because one of my goals going into 2021 is to inspire people that in 2020, maybe they've been thinking about these ideas. And then as the world starts opening up again, like start taking action on all the things that you've kind yeah. of been thinking about this year. And how did you get this research or this data? What, what did that look like to be like, okay, I'm actually confident in plunging my life into this and helping other people through it? Yeah, great question. And, and it's a really important thing to do because I think a lot of people get a little too like pumped up to just like act without thinking. And like, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think people are better off doing that than to not do that. Like you can't change the life. You can't change the world on a whiteboard. <laughs> like we were saying yeah. earlier, it's like you do need to take action, but like action without much thought, um, maybe you kind of shoot yourself in the foot or you put a ceiling on is a hamster wheel. Yeah. Like you can accidentally put a ceiling on yourself if you don't like take a step back and kind of place what you're doing kind of in, in perspective. Um, and so for me, kind of my research to make sure that, you know, what I was diving into I guess wasn't diving headfirst into the shallow end, but it was you know diving headfirst into the deep end. <laughs> so I didn't hurt myself. Um, so that Seattle trip was a big one because that was a, a good example that I did not influence at all of how people were voluntarily already doing this. And over half the baristas I spoke with in Seattle that sold this coffee had switched entirely from drinking regular coffee to drinking this new kind of coffee instead. And then like from doing research online and everything, I couldn't find anything about this and offline, like actually going there, boots on the ground, I noticed that it was happening. Just that there was no digital component to this type of product's existence yet. And um, that was, for me, I kind of, that was like a huge light bulb moment. Another one, um, I was fortunate I got to intern at a, a CPG accelerator here in town called SKU, SKU. And so they help uh, consumer packaged goods brands um, kind of go to the next level. And so I, I got to uh, really understand well how to, 
evaluate different opportunities. And so the main things you're going to look at is like, is the category growing? Like you want to join a, a category, if you will, that is rising and not one that is declining or dying. Because when things are rising, even your competitors are really kind of allies because you're all like taking part in this growth and this kind of rising of all tides. But like when the things get mature or they start to decline, then people will like truly become fierce competitors because it's all about like maintaining your market share and kind of keep holding your ground. Um, and so um, if you want to start a business, it's like a much better thing to go like join like a like a growing field, not one that's you know, kind of like had its heyday or declining. So emerging coffees and emerging coffee alternatives, like those are very like large, you know, kind of fast growing categories, if you will. And then coffee itself is the second largest beverage category in the United States. Um, it's the second most consumed beverage in the United States is coffee. Uh, behind water. So water and then coffee. Um, and so it's over a $100 billion category, which basically means over $100 billion a year is spent on coffee in the United States by Americans. So basically there's a lot of, uh, if you want to you know, go fishing, I think the best advice is to go fish where the fish are. And yeah. so, you know, with like starting this business, like, okay, I want to go like in this, like a place where there's a lot of room for error. Like there's a lot of room to get it wrong because it's such an ocean. And also these kind of subcategories in the $100 billion category of coffee, um, they're rising, you know, double digit growth rates annually. Those are kind of things that kind of help my mind wrap, wrap itself around. And then the final thing is gross margins on like kind of like the more like student homework side of things. Like, can you like actually have margins on your products where if you sell a lot of them, you can actually like make money <laughs> and not like you sell a lot of things, but like you, it costs you more to you know sell them than it did for you to make them. And then you kind of just lost a lot of money um, because we are building a business here. And like, uh, you know, businesses are just these little like collections of people and systems that like ATMs, like money goes in the top and like hopefully money comes out the bottom. And if you don't like build that properly, you're just going to be like lighting money on fire. So I, I did a lot of like homework on that stuff to make sure it was feasible. And then once I kind of had that stuff in place and I tried the product and I really liked it in Seattle, I hired a coffee roasting expert here in Austin um, is the former chief operating officer of a company called Cuvee Coffee. So he's just a coffee roasting expert, one of the best in Texas. And so we started inventing the gold roast together. Um, and so once we had kind of the initial prototype of it, then I started asking friends who had companies and had offices like, hey, can I come to your office and sample this coffee? And so I got like over 500 people to taste this coffee and give me their feedback. And I had like Google Forms and got like qualitative feedback. Awesome. And like the thing for that, that, that sold me, and it's amazing, it's, it's still it stayed true even now with our business launched and you know, thousands of customers, hundreds of thousands of sales, all that stuff, is the uh, one in six people were like, oh, this is actually better for me. Like I would switch from regular coffee to drinking this new kind of coffee. I was like, that's interesting. Cause like, again, a hundred plus billion dollars worth of coffee consumed in America every year. And it's like 230 million Americans drink it every day. And if like one in six like this more, like we're good. Like, like I, we, we can have everybody hate us. It doesn't matter. Like this is business wise. Like the principles are sound and like what's then fun. It's just reach. You just got to get your yeah, reach out Yeah, It's literally there. just like a, uh, now, now I'm just kind of in the marketing game to kind of yeah. spread the golden gospel and get the word out. Um, but what's fun about that one in six numbers now that we're like live and we're launched, we see the exact same thing. If you like look at our Shopify data, it's like returning customers, you know, it's like, you know, one in six and we have, yeah. So it's just like, it's so fun. Like, Oh my gosh. Like we, That's for every so cool. six new customers we get, one is a returning customer. <laughs> and so, and it's just such a big kind of ocean to swim in that like, okay, now we just keep running. What's up, guys? I'd like to take a second to thank you for tuning into this episode with Clark Nallen. I hope you're loving this conversation so far. But before we get back into it, I have an opportunity I want to tell you about. As we all know, life is hard. It can beat you down, have you feeling low, and make it seem like you are alone. I'm here to remind you, though, that the most worthwhile journeys, they are not meant to be taken alone. And right now, you have the ability to take action and join others, including myself, on the mission to make every heartbeat count. Head over to cjfinley.com and sign up for my daily newsletter, where I will be giving you information, impactful stories, tips and tricks, and access to a community who are focused on making an impact above and beyond themselves. You'll also have the perk of exclusive giveaways, potential shout outs, and possibly even some collaborations. The least that will happen is you will walk away into every day with an extra pep in your step. My promise is that I will always do my best to help you thrive on life. And this newsletter is one of the best ways for me to help you do so. So if you're looking to get to the next level of your life, connect with like-minded individuals and have a daily dose of info that will help you thrive, sign up for my newsletter at cjfinley.com. Now let's get back to the golden conversation with Clark Nowlin. 
last thing about CPG entrepreneurship and starting a, a beverage company, and same is true with the food brand and probably a lot of other brands. I mean, definitely what you're doing as well. Persistence overcomes resistance every day of the week. And so if you just don't give up, um, I think you like you like that uh, slogan. Yeah. I think you might have it tattooed. <laughs> uh, never give up. But like, like I met Tito from Tito's Vodka a couple of years ago in Austin. Super nice guy. He's a really smart guy. I wouldn't say he's a rocket scientist. And he created Tito's Vodka. It was just a passion thing for him. And his story is he wanted to do something where he could go to Barton Springs like two or three times a week. And like, you know, Tito's Vodka was his solution, like out of corporate America to be able to go to Barton Springs a couple times yeah, a week. Yeah, that's awesome. And for the first 10 years, it was a slugfest. Like it was not glamorous at all. And he racked up lots of credit card debt to get his business off the ground. And it was you know not profitable or anything for like the first 10 years. I think it was seven years and they hit profitability. And that company, by the way, is like 22 years old. So the first 10 years is just muscle and hustle and just don't give up. The back 10 years, Tito got to the Forbes 200. <laughs> like, and so there's a <laughs> geometric progression that occurs in CPG that is just kind of weird, like mathematically and, and consumer packaged goods. I mean, it's one of the most profitable business models on the planet. Well, also it doesn't require rocket science. Like, like I couldn't go recreate Tesla. I'm like, Elon, you got something that I don't got and I'm totally cool with that. Like yeah. you keep doing Elon things and I'll just like, I'll buy a Tesla one day. That'd be cool. But like I can go door to door and spread the golden gospel because that's not rocket science. So it really fit my personality well of like things I like to do, which is really just kind of get behind things I believe in and get excited about them, get other people excited about them. So all of those things from like a personal standpoint of like what I like to do every day, plus like the math checked out of like, oh, there's like a viable business opportunity here potentially. And then like actually just falling in love with the product myself and then like seeing one in six people do the same. I was like, okay, cool. Now I get to do the fun thing, you know, quit the job, drain the 401k, like, you know, go all in to get this thing started. <laughs> Uh, you know, which is fun, terrifying, scary, uh, all the above. But uh, yeah, here here we are. I've been in the world for less than five months and already like, okay, whoa, like we're getting LeBron James is the world like attaching to us. And I've been fortunate, taking a lot of good investment money recently from people, you know, now that we've seen some traction, like, oh, look, can we write you a check? Like, oh, thank you. About time. Like I've run a broke over here. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, there's so much to unpack here. And one of the things that I think you're hitting home on that. I think a lot of people need to hear and something that we were kind of discussing the other night at one of the events we were at, you're really good at understanding what you're really good at and then allowing other people to kind of come on board and do their thing. That's something that over the years, like I've kind of seen in different startups that I've operated in and, and helped the ones that kind of like take off are the ones that do that really well. And the ones that kind of sputter are the ones where the founders are trying to do everything. And even, even for myself, it's been such a process to like find where I want to sit. And like, now I found it, like I want a podcast, like yeah. my, my passion is building communities and allowing and building platforms to allow other brands and other people to come into it and thrive and like really put their best foot forward. Yeah. And I found that like podcasting, blogging, lunch and learns, those are the outlets that allow me to do that to the best of my ability. Cause that's what you thrive on. Yeah. That is like your best in the world at, or like could become. Yeah. Like, like you could just do that forever. Yeah. That brings up a great quote is just like, what could you be the best? I could see myself as somebody that's the best in the world at like, educating, hosting podcasts, throwing lunch and learns, masterminds, coaching, yep. anything in that realm. And the potential of that is I want to be like, that's the thing. Once you match like your innate skill with the actual passion, that's when magic and gold uh, yeah. <laughs> is, is able to be kind of presented. But I know that that comes along with a lot of struggle. At least it did for me. So I don't know much about Clark pre golden ratio, but were you always just this happy-go-lucky and connector of people and problem-solving? Or where in your past do you think you kind of figured out that that's really what your specialty is? Because you're obviously a musician before this. To me, I don't see... I know what this is like. I was an athlete. It was tough for me to give up that like athlete label and kind of like push things to the side and be like, this isn't my sport anymore. Now entrepreneurship and like community building and building platforms is really my sport. Yeah. Um, but in the beginning, it was tough to kind of let go of that. So for you, is there a past story or is there a time in your life where you kind of figured it out or just run us through a little bit of Clark prior to Golden Ratio and how that has helped you become who you are now and like where you're at right now? Yeah. Uh, so in high school, if you would have asked me what I was you know, going to do when I grew up, the answer was be a full-time touring musician, you know, be a rock star or whatever. Like that was like the, the dream for sure. It's just like, I, I love music. I love making music. And why I also, was that your dream? When did that, when did that yeah, start? So it, 
started, so I played guitar for a while and had guitar lessons. It was kind of like forced on me and I just kind of like did it as a, as a chore. Um, cause I had, you know, my parents were making me do something. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to do it. And then I played Nirvana covers with, uh, one of my best friends growing up in his attic. I was like in the fifth grade and playing music with people. That was when like the spark went off of like, okay, playing guitar in my room is like not that fun. Practicing scales, not that fun. Now jamming Nirvana with my, Friends, now That's... that is really fun. And so that was kind of where it started. So you know, that was like a maybe a people spark uh, was kind of ignited um, that you know, maybe not would, would have been ignited in everybody. Like in, I, I know a lot of musicians who it, they actually do prefer the craft, like just the craft itself. They don't want any people involved with it. Like they are yeah. just so in love with their art and the, the piano or guitar or whatever um, that they are totally content with that. And then for me, the more I got down the road and playing music and, and I started producing music and, and learning how to do that and put a couple of records up for people, um, like iTunes and Spotify and it was a couple of years ago, but, um, it's a very lonely thing to do. Um, in that like you record the band and it's a really fascinating, fun thing. Cause you get to like lead these like creative work sessions where you have like, you know, five people and it's like part psychologists, like part, like audio engineering, part music. And so I love all of these things. And so it's like, it's a really like amazing package. And then the thing I hated about it is like after you would have your like two, three day sessions, the band comes in, you record all the instruments and everyone's having a good time. Then they leave and then you get to like do all the post-production and for every like, you know, one day of recording, it's like probably three to five days, like post-production, which is a very lonely activity. Um, and though I did like going through that kind of lonely, hard journey to come out with something at the end that I was really proud of musically, the thing I liked most and really that kind of set me on fire most is really like that day one. Like I loved leading the creative sessions. And so I was touring with a band called Green River Ordinance at the time. They're an alternative rock band, um, kind of country sometimes, band from DFW where I'm from. I'm from Fort Worth. And we were playing a music festival in Pennsylvania. I was 21 at the time. And it was exciting. There were 50,000 people in the crowd and we were playing this big festival and there's a masseuse in the green room and everyone free drinks and free massage and free food. And I'm basically just like high-fiving everyone that they just thought we're there because... I'm 21 and I'm getting yeah, free massage. Yeah. <laughs> 50,000 people out there is amazing. And I was like the only person who was like stoked to be there because pretty much everyone else had been slaving for like 10 plus years to get there, which meant like they were like 31 or older and they were making like 20 grand a year, just like I was like the, like there was no like upward mobility of like income. Like yeah. I had already kind of like arrived at like 21 to the grand, you know, income of $200 a gig and just get as many as you can. And that's kind of your, that's your, <laughs> that's your career. Um, and so I, I realized that music wasn't it because these people weren't that happy. And I was like, I don't want that. Like if I have any ability to author my life, I don't know why I would write that into it. If like, I can just look into a time machine. Like this is what people who do this for 10 years, like all of them are not happy. So like, I don't know if I'm going to sign up for that. And, uh, I knew that I could actually be happy without playing the guitar. Even though I love to play guitar and musical. And there's like some things kind of, I think I was like born, you know, more musical just cause those things are there. Does not mean that actually like was what was going to like make me happiest? And it was really like the, the people side of things that, that made me maybe happiest. And so once I decided I didn't want to make 20 grand a year to you know kiss my future wife and kids goodbye nine months a year to just you know play the same songs every night, um, I, I like that felt selfish to me because like man if I have like a baby like how like selfish that I just like play the same songs every night and I'm gone all the time and you know not even bring enough money to put food on the table just because I like feel like it like I felt like this is like a really lame excuse for like being a parent one day of like sorry I'm such a crappy dad I'm never here and I can't pay for anything because like I just I just love my guitar that much like I just that just didn't that wasn't true for me. It is true for some people. Um, so I tried to figure out what was next. And I, I met, um, a way is actually one of our largest investors, uh, a guy named Gary Keller. He's the founder of Keller Williams Realty. Um, and so he kind of gave a, a class. I went to Baylor, double major in entrepreneurship and finance. And he taught an entrepreneurship class, get back to the university and talk about having a mission, a vision for your life. And basically he had built this, you know, phenomenal company, Keller Williams, um, like 180,000 agents or something like all across the world. It's the largest real estate company in the world now. Um, and had done it without like trading his family life for corporate success. And again, kind of this like entrepreneurial pitch. And I was like, okay, that's way cooler. And, and, and business school, I was really not into business because like most of the people that spoke were overweight, red in the face. The story was like, I traded my family life 
for corporate success. So now I'm this SVP at Oracle and like, you could be like me one day. And I was like, uh, yeah, I have no <laughs> interest in that. And then I met Gary. I was like, okay, this guy like loves his life, loves it for other people, but a phenomenal company, like a thousand X, you know, more financially successful than these other people. But like, most importantly, like he didn't compromise on himself. He didn't like miss out on family stuff. And he created this vehicle for like 180,000 other people to do the same thing within his company. And that to me was like, that is insane. Like that's a life path. Like you can do that dang, I want to try that. That sounds pretty cool. So I uh, ended up working at Keller Williams next and just learned how to like be in real estate because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, cause I'd kind of planned on being a rock star. And then I realized that wasn't the path and really, um, I love music, but I didn't need to do it every day to be happy. But you know, there's a people component that I was really attracted to as well as the creative aspect of building something that also really got me out of bed in the morning. Um, yeah. So these are kind of like early things that kind of like led me towards creating stuff. Is there part of the question I'm not answering? No, yet? I love all of that. Um, and I love episodes like this because I can just let you like riff oh, like, cool. <laughs> your, your storytelling. Like, cause there's a, a lot to unpack under all of that. And one of the things that is cool for me hearing that is how related we kind of are just in a different mm-hmm. way. So like you musicianship, that was your craft or it's just like going the athlete path was mine. And what I started realizing was kind of something similar to you where like if I wanted to go pro, that's a very lonely thing. I'd have to practice when nobody else is watching. I have to hire my own trainers to do the thing by myself. I like showing up to practice and like really truly just fucking around, like yeah. just having fun. And like, yeah. We're I loved, we yeah. just have to ignite the, and yeah. <laughs> I loved games. Like when we went to games, it was great. Right. But anytime it was like, all right, you need to go practice on your own or you, like, I just kind of didn't really like that. And I went to school much like yourself, but I didn't find that Gary Keller, unfortunately. Like I went to engineering school and for me, it created an even bigger void of like, where the hell do I go? But for me, I think the thing that solved my pain point was more so social media and seeing people out there and then also reading books. And one of the the books, (laughs) you mentioned Gary Keller, Uh um, Richard Branson, like I don't really look up to that many entrepreneurs because I'm a big believer in like everyone's your mentor. You can learn something from everybody. Um, And we're all just human beings on our own path. And nobody can be the best me. Mm -hmm. I have to be that. Um, But Richard Branson, if you read his autobiography, (laughs) like he talks about how he started companies just to like have fun and like be with his, like he started his companies with his friends. And he was like, I I just wanted to give access to other people to like build cool shit and like live this extraordinary life. And that's where like Thrive came about where it was, how do I build something that is fun every day for myself, but then also fun for other people to be a part of and gives them that vehicle. And the reason I'm even describing this is because I want the audience, whoever's listening to right now your story can look very different in a lot of different ways but at the end of the day like entrepreneurship gives you something that is very tangible which is a lifestyle that you can enjoy and you can make money from but even more importantly you can make an impact on the world and then help other people you can use your brand as a vehicle for other people to do the same thing and it's cool for me to hear how your your path went from you were just this musician, not just this musician, you were a musician, and then go on the path to, okay, finding your skill and realizing I want to have a bigger impact and now we're at golden ratio. And I think a lot of people, they get stuck because like when we think back and we reflect, it's very easy to just look back and tell that story. But when you're in it, you're like, holy hell, what what is going on? What am I doing? Was there any part of like in that story where you were second guessing yourself. So even when it came from musician or school or even with golden ratio, was there any point in which you were like, shit, I don't know if I can do this or I don't know if this is the right path. So many of those moments, there's a lot to unpack there. So funny on this record, the second song is actually the single of the record and I made a music video for it. It's called Fly High, like Richard Branson. He's absolutely <laughs> my biggest hero. I made a music video. We released it on his birthday. Like, yeah, and 
I, now we email back and forth. He, he responds when I email him because he like he he saw it and like emailed me. Oh, I was like, holy so crap, this sick. is dope! And uh, I was hoping to get like an invite to like Necker Island from it, <laughs> and like that didn't happen. I mean, they they did invite me, but it was like you know pay fifty thousand dollars and you can come. I was like, oh, hey, one God. day, yeah, I was you're like, you're gonna okay, be there. Yeah, we'll write the check one day. But I'm also like, Richard, really? Like I put so much into this, and like the fifty k is nothing to you, and like like what in the world, like. Hook it up. Like, I'm like a 20-something <laughs> like you were. Like, But that, that, I've read now that book. I'll give you 50 pounds of golden ratio. Yeah, Come exactly. On. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they invited us this year to sponsor their Necker Cup. Uh, and then with That's COVID, so cool. it kind of got changed. So, hopefully, 2021 will sponsor the Necker Cup and go down there. And I can finally meet him. Um, but, yeah, super nice guy. I, mean, or I don't know him personally. But yeah. I've read his all of his books. I've read his autobiography three times. Absolutely my biggest hero as well. Um, so we've got a lot in common on that. Yeah. But yeah, I've been mean, reading Richard's, I actually have a line in the song that I wrote, um, Fly High Like Richard Branson. It's really just kind of like, really like a self-therapy to kind of like talk myself out of my own like limiting beliefs. Yeah. Um, it's really all that is for me. But um, with that, I, I mentioned, the, and it's a Steve Jobs quote, but like the, the world is run by people no smarter than you. And like, I don't really consider myself like a very smart person. Like I don't think I'm stupid, but I don't like, I don't think like the first thing about myself, I think like, Oh, just like I'm a genius. Like, I, I, don't, I don't, yeah, you weren't. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so like someone like Richard Branson, like I read his book and similar like Tito beverage, like, these are people that just invited people into an experience larger than themselves. They didn't give up. And they also just had like unbelievable faith that it was going to work and they didn't have uh, trouble there. So where I, you know, I've you know, got my own way plenty of times. So you got a good example of this. Um, it's probably you know, the, one of the best examples of it. Uh, so I'm, you know, if you listen, personality profiles or whatever. Um, on the Myers-Briggs, I'm an ENFP. And so people who know the Myers-Briggs, if you're listening to this, you're probably like, oh, no, Doug Clarkson ENFP, you know, how you know, excited he is, how he likes to be a champion of things. Literally, like the, the personality description of an ENFP is a champion. <laughs> and so less than 1% of CEOs in America are ENFPs. And so I have this drive. I want to go do this thing. I want to build a company, be one of the greats, like a virgin or something like that, uh, like Richard Branson's company. Um, but dang it, like I was not dealt cards that could do this well. Like less than 1% of all CEOs have this personality. And I get why, because I know the other CEOs I know, like they're a lot more organized and they're a lot more thorough, a lot more detail oriented. Um, not all of them, but I mean, they really are just like, they're just like workhorses in a lot of ways that I really admire. And I didn't understand how I could do the things that they did because I was so weak in departments they were strong in that I saw as necessary to build a business. And so that I had a really big roadblock with how do I start my own company? Because I basically have, you know, statistically speaking, one of the worst personality types to start a business because I am just more creative and like harder with following through on things and really emotional. And like, it's kind of harder for me to just be like brass tacks business all the time. Like, you know, <laughs> so, like the best like CEOs I know. So, I mean, it was actually, um, through reading Richard Branson's book, who I think is probably also an ENFP actually. Um, and you know, coaching from people like Gary Keller that really taught me entrepreneurship equals recruiting. There's no such business story ever of a great business that did not include great people. Like, it's all about who. And so like you read the, the book, Good to Great, like it's all about who. Like that is the the distinguishing variable in companies that are effing amazing versus like average versus they crash is just like who are the quality of people they surround themselves with and who are the quality of the people on the bus. And so once I adopted that mindset, I kind of realized there's no successful personality profile of a business owner. Uh, maybe like you don't have to necessarily be the CEO, but the person who breathes this thing into existence or finds the idea or stands something up, there's actually no perfect personality for it because every personality has their weaknesses that you're going to need to hire somebody that compensate the areas in which you are not strong. And so once I realized that I suck at most things and like less than 1% of CEOs have my personality, that I'm a CEO and so how do I figure this out? But I can because really you just like no one succeeds alone. You just succeed with others. Then like everything changed. And so instead of me trying to be the best brand guy in the world, I just, you know, recruited Emmett Shine, like the LeBron James of branding to like our, to the Gold Brew crew. Um, when it comes to our internet marketing, like we have an incredible head of performance marketing who knows how to sell products on the internet. And like, we're a brand new company and we're like already doing six figures in sales. Cause it's like, because I'm not running the Facebook ads, you know. <laughs> and when it comes to a lot of the things in the company, I don't try to to do it all. Like I've never made a piece of content for a company. I've never written like an email flow for a company. I've never logged into our Instagram one time. Like there's like a lot of things about our like company that I'm very black and white on. Like what are the things that I do, and what are the things that I 
you know, invite other people to do. And the fun part about that is you also give people the opportunity to thrive themselves and to really shine because you are not putting a ceiling on what they can do. So because I've never logged into our social media ever, like Drink Golden Ratio, our social media crew, like I'm giving them the opportunity to really make this their own. And so the game becomes, can you find the right people to partner with and really give them the trust to invest in them opposed to you need to control everything. So now instead of me being some kind of like all business, I manage everything very tightly kind of CEO that I thought CEOs were like. I'm somebody that just spends most of my time finding the best people I can find and figuring out how can this make their dreams come true. And if we can figure out a way to make that happen, then it's a win-win. And so, I mean, that's golden ratio for me and like everybody else in the team is what I say about the company. We've got like nine people work at the company now um, is a, you know, we created this thing just to make our dreams come true. And so like, if you're going to work with us, like we're going to talk about like where, where you want to be in five years. And if like, we can't help you get there with, you know, working at golden ratio, then it's not going to be an employment fit. Like, cause if we're not helping you get where you want to go in life, then it's not going to work. And so that to me is like a, a, a management and a, and a business building philosophy that, um, worked for me is like this kind of very minority personality type CEO. And now I don't have any like, like insecurities about being a CEO. Now, could I be a CEO in another company? I don't know. But as to what you said earlier, it's a creative endeavor. So it doesn't matter if I'd be a CEO of the company. I can't be a CEO of another company. I'm CEO of Golden Ratio. Like, I'm, again, I'm not trying to be Elon Musk. I'm not trying to do like the, <laughs> the double thing. Um, yeah. So it's great because like it works for me and it works for our company and entrepreneurship is such an, an exercise of you are investing a lot of yourself into it and you're forming it. And in the process, it forms you as well. It's like the cyclical thing because like the bigger Golden Ratio gets, like I get like hundreds of emails a day now and like I know like other business people that's like, oh yeah, me too. They quit complaining about it. So I'm not, I'm trying to like not complain about it. like, but this is a perfect example of something where like 70, 80, hundred people text me a day wanting stuff. It's like awesome. But actually I'm like, oh dang it. Like it's like so draining to like have all this attention and all these demands now, like kind of in this like hot seat of like a fast growing startup. But I'm, it's forcing me to change my mindset. I'm like, you know what? I'm grateful for all these people who want my attention. And then I can just like blast through everything. Cause like all the texts and requests or whatever, it, it kind of like helps me get out of my own head of like whatever's happening, which forces me to grow and enjoy life more and like hopefully help more people. And so it's this like cool thing that if I'd never started the business and never done something that like involved a lot of other humans, like none of these, like I wouldn't get so many texts or emails, you know, cause I wouldn't be in this hot seat. Um, but you know, I actually kind of love that I am because it's forcing me to grow and maybe at some point I'll get tired. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to like not be CEO anymore. I need somebody else to kind of handle the hundreds of emails a day and stuff like that. But it's cool because if I hadn't gone on this journey, I wouldn't be learning. And this is kind of like something, you know, I told my mom, cause she was, I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. Maybe was like, like not investors in my company or anything. Like that's not, you know, kind of my, where I come from. And she was mortified and I left my corporate job. And, <laughs> and I told her mom, at this corporate job, I'm learning how to count time and where I'm going, this is going to teach me how to make my time count. And that matters to me because I don't want to live my life in a way that I have regret on my deathbed. And so anyways, that's kind of like insecurity stuff, overcoming it. Belief is very powerful. Um, and it, you need a lot of it in your business to believe that like these things can be true because I think it's like the Henry Ford quote. If you, if you believe you can, you're right. If you believe you can't, you can't, you're right. So it's really yep. just, it comes down it's, to your belief. And so, yeah. Yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head and one of the things that people always forget about, and this is when I work with my consulting clients and their businesses at the end of the day, as you mentioned before, this is business and the customer drives the business. So you have golden ratio coffee, right? But what creates golden ratio coffee? People, mm -hmm. but not just one person, teams. Yeah. And then what comprises teams? Management. And then what comprises at the top of management? The founder, the visionary. So everything just bleeds. They think that it, it's a top down, like, and these big ass billion dollar corporations, which I think if they don't change to operate like you are, are not going to be here in the next hundred years, especially because of how people are waking up to, I'm not going to sacrifice my life for an extra 20 K a year. Like in the past couple of decades, people have been starting to do that and they realize like, it's not worth it anymore. It's especially during this pandemic, people are opening their eyes. Right. But what I'm trying to say is the customer at the bottom drives the ship. If you have a break in the kink and you don't have great people and they don't create a great product, you're not going to have great customers. It all falls apart. Right? Yeah. It's all going to fall apart. So you've kind of dialed into, oh, like, okay, 
how do I create a great management? And you just mentioned from the get-go of this call, it's great advisors. Then the next step is like, how do I give people the ability to basically create their own sector and allow them to see that like, we don't live in a world of you're going to work here for 20 years anymore. Like that's just not a thing. So yeah. if you come at it like that, and that's why even with Thrive. Hopefully well, everybody has evolved golden ratio. We all retire, you know, yeah, like, like, like just on this one yeah. business. Like that's yeah, the plan. That's yeah. like, that's just not, I mean, if you, if you exit, that could yeah, be yeah. possible for yeah, some totally. people. But um, if, when, um, yeah. but what, even with the interns at Thrive, like when they come in for an, an internship during the summer, the first thing I mentioned to them is like, look, you don't work for me. You work with me and like my job is to help you hit your goals. Like that was why Thrive is created. And yep. we, we discuss openly like where do you want to be in two years? Where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? Because then if I help you hit your goal, my goals are hit. Oh, yeah, and yeah. That's like awesome. that's the thing. You're going to buy in. And that's where I think a lot of kinks are broken because people don't fully buy in to the product that they're creating because they can't see how that product helps them get what they want out of life. Yeah. And you solve that problem. And that I would I would say that the 1% of the CEOs that do have that are the ones that build billion dollar companies like faster than anybody else because they, they realize that. And so did you name it golden ratio because you're going to build other sectors within like, because you can, golden ratio could be- The brand. Like, 20 different things awesome. like yeah. that, that like that's where i went with like thrive yeah. on life is like thrive on fit thrive on health thrive on podcasts like yeah. just so many different ways and that's because we're riffing on richard branson yeah, yeah that's how it all came about he has virgin and then if you in his autobiography like he talks about student before virgin how he wanted yep, to put student magazine. on everything yeah, yeah. like if he didn't have that like distribution list that could have never launched the mail order company yeah I mean, it's just like it's so beautiful how he built that enterprise so that's that it's so cool to like kind of see that in a because I don't have I've been service based so everything's been serviced and I mean I have hats and stuff but nothing I've been waiting to kind of like see what type of product really spark, sparks my interest I'm turning 30 in January and that's where I'm going to start leaning more into the product space um, the health tech product space um, but it's been super cool to see kind of your story and how you've tackled that and we're getting close to having to wrap up so I'd love to learn more about what is golden ratios goal like the next year up to like the next five years yeah. and then the reason i asked you this question is like maybe someone out there can a either help you get those goals quicker b believes in your mission and wants to work with you um or c can connect you with somebody that could get you to that next level so what does it look like the next year for golden ratio yeah and i want to just comment one thing you said before is this just a quote that really helped me a lot. And I'd just be remiss not to say it. And it's the quote is put the man together and the world will fall into place. And instead of like trying to change the world, just like try to change yourself. And then if you change yourself, you can change your family. If you change your family, you can change your neighborhood. If you change your neighborhood, you can change your zip code, you change your zip code, you change your city, you change your city, you can change your state, you can change your state, you can change your country, you can change, your, change your country, you can change the world. But it is, it's actually, it's a, ironic journey if you like want to make change out there like it totally starts in here what are the grass that you're standing on yeah and like for us like I, I would be broken like completely broken if i hadn't have spent i mean i spent like two years like doing r d and getting this thing ready for us to launch like four months ago um and a lot of like confusion of my friends and like i think clark's starting to open a coffee shop like i don't know like I, it was like really like people didn't get it but i was doing a lot of like self-work to kind of prepare yeah. myself for this while also just getting the r d ready because if you're going to build a, a skyscraper, it needs a rock solid foundation. And if your foundation is cracked, like that building is not going to last. I think, you know, put the man together in the world to fall into place is that like true foundational work. And not that like the founder, like is everything in a company. Cause again, like no one succeeds alone. Like this is absolutely like a team effort. And like my team does amazing work and they get all the credit for, for, you know, our, our success to date really. But the thing that's really important is to share and like anybody's listening is like, if you don't like take care of yourself, figure out like, what do you really want in life and who are you and where do you want to go and what things could you do every, like do every day, like without money and, and kind of answer those questions. I don't know if it'd be possible to like build like a, a skyscraper on top of it. Cause now that like we're launched and I had this like two years of R and D and getting ready and now we're out. It's like, it, things have moved so fast in the past four months. Like we launched it. I had no idea if like anyone's going to care. Now it's like, and closing like a million bucks in funding, um, you know, 
all these customers. Nordstrom just picked up our stuff. Like Japan and China now are like, I've got two import deals going to like import this across the, the ocean. Like I'm going to be probably spending some time in Asia next year, like getting that off the ground. Like like things, and then like I, last Christmas, so less than 12 months ago, I remember being so upset um, in my parents' house, <laughs> looking at myself in the mirror because I was 27 and like, I'm like going broke. You know, I don't have a job. I'm working on this coffee thing. Everyone thinks I'm starting a coffee shop. And I've been working on it for like over a year. And I was like already starting to work on it the previous Christmas break. So like that was like a really hard place to come back there like a year later and still not have like much tangible progress on the outside done yet. The ego. Um, yeah. yeah. But like the, tr- yeah, exactly. Just ego. Cause the truth ego is I was like you. doing the inner work, like the emotional work and the personal work to get ready for like a launch, like something that yeah. can actually like be like tremendous and fast and huge and explosive. And if I didn't have the right foundation, like it would just be a total dumpster fire. Not that it is already. We got plenty of loose ends and things that aren't <laughs> going great. But at the same time, like I'm not broken. Or yeah. if I like had kind of like said yes to this and like let this like rocket ship take off without me really feeling peace with who I am and like what I'm doing with this business, like I'd start to get checked out. I wouldn't feel aligned. And I think it's like much more important with business and entrepreneurship to feel aligned than it is to just like hustle. Cause like they're like working hard, like comes and goes seasonal. You can like do it really great. Sometimes sometimes you need a break, but like alignment and just like waking up and like really being comfortable in your own skin and being excited about like the mission you're on. Like those, these things are steadfast and like you have to get those things right. You got to lay that foundation where you can do like anything else on top of that. And so anyways, sorry, it's kind of tangent, but that's like something that really was like impactful for me to get this started. And kind of for us, um, so, you know, I've also struggled, you know, I had acid problems, coffee. Um, additionally, like I love the mornings, but I'm super averse to waking up. <laughs> like, it's like, just like get it. Like the first five minutes is like hard to like get me, like smack me out of bed. But like once I'm up, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we can seize the day. But just that like initial morning is so hard. Um, and I also just love feeling good. Like I had this aha, like nobody doesn't want to feel good. Like feeling good is good. Feeling good is a choice. Feeling good is contagious. And what you're saying, if you can have your values, like really like be scaled through the world, uh, through a business, um, we're just packaging and selling feeling good every day. It's just like, Hey, this is like a healthier, easier coffee on you. Feel good every day. Start the day the golden way. And we are your coach and your partner in doing just that. And so that's kind of like, you know, something of myself that I'm working on for my own life to just feel good every day. Cause it's, I just, I just would prefer to feel good every day than to feel bad every day. Um, you know, this, these products have helped me do that. And now like I want to help others at scale do that through essentially just packaging and selling feeling good. So that's kind of like the mission and kind of ethos of, and that's our souls of business. And golden ratio, I mean, it's you know, it's a mathematical phenomenon. 1.61083 repeating. It's it's kind of like the number pi, 3.14 you know, repeating. And so you can you find it anywhere in nature. Like just Google golden ratio images, and you'll see all sorts of, like the cosmos is like mapped out, like following the golden ratio. Uh, as well as a ratio is something that, that describes the relationship between two or more objects. And so for us, we want your golden ratio. Um, you know, to be we, we want to help you have the golden ratio between you, your morning, and your caffeine. And so that's kind of like brand meaning like why we named it that. And then for the next, you know, two, three years, we're really going to be inviting people into membership of how do you start the day, the golden way every day. And like, we've got some rules to put together with that. Like don't touch your phone first thing, like put your feet on the floor. Like there's a lot of things you can do that really like help set your day up the proper way. And, uh, and then with that, you know, really just focusing like on our direct consumer business for the next like two to three years. And then from there, you know, going to, to Whole Foods, um, and kind of like larger grocery like opportunities like that. Um, cause that's kind of the next like place you can scale kind of most like business, like capital efficiency wise from there, you know, the math kind of gets different. The business really changes there. Cause you're starting to do about 50 plus million a year. Once you kind of start like really winning in whole foods and that just like kind of opens up like unlimited outside capital. Also like Coca-Cola starts wanting to buy you also you can kind of do whatever you want. And so I don't want to stop working on this business. It is so fun and I can see it going a lot of places at bottom, like the big vision 10 years, you know, not like a crystal clear, like we're going to have like ready to drinks and we're going to yeah. like, I, like, like not the products. Like I'm, I'm less like particular about like how it's manifested and, and really more caring about like, do we help people feel good every day? And if we do this, can we make old coffee? Something people laugh at. It's like, Hey, like friends don't let friends, burn their beans. Like, Hey, what are you doing? Drink that old coffee dog. Drink some, drink some yeah. gold coffee. So there's just like that, that to me is a, a fun thing to just make happen. And so kind of the, the vision would be like walk around in New York in the next you know five plus years. And we go into a Starbucks and they have a gold line 
and it's not ours. Like we didn't, you know, even make it. Um, they didn't buy it from us, but they picked up on what we're doing. And so back to like the creative, you know, kind of in us, I think that's like kind of the most satisfying thing from like a creative standpoint is to like make something and then kind of like see it grow up and like go up into the world. It's like same as having a child or something. So like, that's like really what I'm excited about is just to like create this like subcategory within coffee of this low to no roast coffee, which is us, there's green coffee, there's white coffee. There's also a bunch of coffee alternatives like you know, mushroom coffee. Um, a lot of people drink matcha. Like, and basically people are stopping to drink coffee in like faster numbers. And we are one of like the new kind of products you can pick up in replacement of regular coffee. So I'm just like super excited to just like be part of this like ride and like watch it continue to unfold and like walk around in New York in a few years. Like, like a new frontier. Yeah. Any like new Starbucks or any Starbucks walk into it's like, Whoa, they got like part of the gold line on their menu. Like how fun. And like, even if we don't make money from that, like that is just like a very fulfilling, exciting thing. And then, you know, Oh, by the way, if they're doing that, like, you know, the high end provider brand we created with golden ratio, like, you know, we'll be just fine too. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I don't, awesome. I'm, I'm kind of less, tied to those specific outcomes because I know, you know, I help our team make their dreams come true in life. All mine will too. And the ride will just continue to get more fun. Oh, I love that. And it, again, it's super relatable to, again, I've, I've done more of the service space side of things. And like my, my goal has always been to show people that like I'm ADHD, like I'm, I'm the <laughs> type of person that's like, I can't work on the same thing. That's one of the reasons I haven't done a product is because I can't sit there and work on the same product all day, every day. It's just not in me. But that's where I was like, if I build a service around helping seven other people build their products and then figure out how I can work on different things every single day, yeah. make enough money, provide a space and office for my team to be inspired and things like that. So it's, again, it's super cool to hear it from the, the product side of things where you're literally doing that. You don't necessarily, and that you don't just preach it. You practice it walking into this office with the shirt that you have on where it's like you care more about the space growing than you do your own individual product growing. And more people need to realize that because again, there's enough food to go around or drink to or go drink, around yeah. for everybody. Um, and it should be more obsessed with the process of getting everybody to that next level. But before we end, I'd love to know what is Clark's moonshot goal? Like you, you mentioned on here, you didn't want to like talk to your grandkids about regret and your story and stuff like that. What would be the moonshot goal for you personally? So you can leave out the it, where golden ratio fits in that. But like, just for reference, I always say for, for the guests, like I want to build a school one day. It would be really cool to just say, I built a school that teaches kids how to eat right, take care of their mental, physical, and spiritual health, learn how to communicate, learn how to build things and really get back to the roots of human civilization. So I, that's my kind of like my moonshot yeah. would be say to cool to say has nothing really to do with thrive. Thrive will be the vehicle that will help me get there. Um, but what does that look like for Clark? Yeah. Two things. Be glad I did not wishing I had on my own deathbed. Second thing, turn 1 billion cups of water into gold. Is that a metric you guys are keeping on a whiteboard somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Uh, That's our awesome. Is powered by Shopify. I can That's tell you awesome. right now how many customers we have, or how many things we've That's... sold. So yeah, we need it. We're not on a whiteboard yet, but fortunately, digitally, it's all all tracked, and you know the numbers are you know they're as far as servings of coffee, hundreds of thousands of them have now been consumed. So it's kind of fun because everybody who drinks it now is like kind of in at the ground floor. It's like we can still sell like, you're one of the first million cups of gold coffee that's ever that's been served. That's so cool. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, a billion cups of, of water is kind of the, the first like moonshot. And then yeah. we hit there, like, oh, let's do 10. Why not? Um, but you know, goals, I think actually kind of And you got a Mars shot. Yeah, then we got a Mars <laughs> shot. I think goals are arbitrary, really. It's like the only purpose of a goal is just like for the habits, the beliefs, and the people you surround yourself with to hit the goal. Because like the goals are arbitrary, but if you like develop better habits, you develop yeah, better mindsets yeah. and you have better relationships, like that's that's where the juice is. Like quality of life's quality of relationships. Like if you get those things right, then your life will be awesome. Um, and goals are just really easy ways to kind of like have these things like start to like Yeah, I look up. at it as just like you can't score if you don't have a goal. So it's just yeah. like for for most it, you're as long as you have a tangible goal somewhere, like this is how I, I've always thought about it is if we have a goal, I can teach the team how to pass to get towards the goal. So even if we don't score, like at least we're working towards something and yeah. through that process of working towards something, you're going to learn things uh, about yourself and about each other. And really at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. But totally man, good. Clark, I could sit here and talk to you all freaking day. Drew, should, should we give you're... people a code? Should we give people? Oh, hell yeah. Let's do uh, it. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you would like to try turning water into gold, Start the day the golden way. Gold roofer will bold you. All that fun stuff. 
Drive on life. Just enter that code. I'll go create a shop. I think after this, and we are going to do a a 21 day challenge. So if anybody wants to drink this coffee for 21 days, uh, take the coffee plunge, ditch old coffee, try gold coffee. Uh, I will give you a fat discount. I'll give you 50% off the coffee. I just, you know, making this up on the fly. But okay. 50% off your coffee. <laughs> I love this. I mean, the 21 day challenge thing is fun, but yeah, your audience gets 50% off, um, and our thrive on life. Um, and yeah, you can, you can get, uh, three bags of our coffee, 21 servings of coffee. Yeah. yeah knock the price off 50%. And, uh, yeah. And hit us up Instagram at drink golden ratio website is drink golden ratio.com. And we cannot wait to hear how you enjoy turning water into gold. Oh, yeah. And that was the last thing I was going to ask is where to reach you at. So they know where to reach you. Cool. Um, personally, where do you have an email? Like Anybody that potentially could help you or get in contact with you, what is the best way for them to contact mm-hmm. Clark? Yeah, yeah. My email is so clark at drinkgoldenratio.com. Put thrive in the subject lines. I'll, I'll see it in the sea of all the things that come in. And I will, uh, if I see that come in, I will open it and I'll respond to it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate you, Clark. And man, this has been such a good conversation. I look forward to having you back on here once. Uh, I know you're going to hit those billion, billion cups, turn water into gold. And at end of every episode, I kind of have a biggest takeaway moment and for you um really the biggest takeaway and it's something that I, I really look i'm inspired by and motivated and look up to you for it's leaning into the fact that you do need a team you can't go anywhere in life alone and i think a lot of people out there not supposed to yeah you're not supposed to and it doesn't work that way um so reach out to us, reach out to Clark, reach out to myself. We're always down to help and help you get to that next level and turn your own water into gold. So (laughs) until next time, this is CJ Finley with the Thrive On Life podcast. Thrive on y'all. What's up, y'all? This is CJ again. And on behalf of our small team at Thrive On Life, I'd like to thank you for listening to one of our episodes. Our mission in life is to help people like you fuel your passion and make every heartbeat count. And we realize the best way to do this is together as a team. So we'd love for you to join in on this mission and connect with like-minded individuals within our Thrive on Life community. To do so, please head to thriveonlife.com and join our Mighty Network. In this network, you will find a diverse group of people that is on a mission of self-improvement and honing the mentality to get 1% better each and every day. Within each improvement we make as individuals, we can then be of service to this world and help it get better as a whole. What's awesome is we've already had people make new friends, receive job offers, and collaborate on new business and creative opportunities. But most importantly, within this group, you will be guaranteed the ability to learn, grow, and share experiences with other like-minded individuals. I know the community would love to connect with you. Before I sign off though, I'd like for you to always remember one thing. When we strive together, we thrive together. So please do your part in helping others thrive on life.